Hey everybody, so before we jump into today's podcast, I just wanted to A, thank you guys, give you a little bit of a reminder. If you enjoy this content, however you're watching it, consuming it, please like, follow, subscribe, whatever you gotta do, comment on it. If you can, leave us a review. It really helps us out and it can help grow our platform and reach more people. And if you know someone that can benefit from this, please share it with them. If you have a question, if you wanna reach out to us, let us know. And then lastly, we have all of our amazing programs, courses, and coaching available in the resources below. So check that out. Definitely take advantage of it. We have everything from free options all the way up to paid programs and everything in between to fit pretty much anyone's budget. And it's just a matter of how customized it's going to be based on the price point. So there's really something for everybody. Thank you guys. Let's get on into the episode. All right, so we're good. Yep. So the first thing what I like to do, this has been a really effective, first treading water. Now there's a lot of options when it comes to treading water. The first one I'm doing right now is using both my legs and my arms. Now what I'm doing is I'm not touching the bottom of the pool. This is a great option for both the pool or the ocean, depending on the current, depending on how confident you are as a swimmer. So first doing this, I like to do anywhere from eight to 15 to 30 second intervals to be able to have as a recovery or an intense window. Now for the intense part, I like to do sprints. So I'm doing arm clamps and kicking my legs. Now I'm not touching the ground and this can get really intense really quickly. Now again, I would say that's for people that are more confident in their, their kind of skills there. Now I'm gonna go into the kind of shallow end here and do something very similar, but now my feet are touching the ground. So now I'm touching the ground and I'm sprinting, still arm pumping. This is a modified version. So you don't have to worry about being a swimmer or a strong swimmer. You can bring your heart rate up and then you go back to treading water or being able to just float. Or you can even work in swimming, however you wanna swim go through, do laps, whatever that looks like. But to me, the interval component of it is a key factor. So being able to do 30 seconds to a minute of treading water and being able to do anywhere from eight to 15 to 30 seconds of the intense sprints like this, or doing it where you're actually the harder one, doing it without your feet touching the ground. Now, my brother-in-law, shout out to Jen Michael, he has gone through a tremendous amount of military and water training. So he even can challenge us a bit more on even like arm cross treading water um, or being able to get the hands out of the pool, treading water and a lot of different variations. You can even add resistance to it by adding bricks or weight. Now again, I would not recommend that for those that don't have a lot of confidence in their swimming or strength yet, but it's a great option. If you do have access to water or you're on vacation, you don't have any other equipment, would you either have a pool or a beach? These are tremendous. Like you can already hear, like my heart rate's already up. My breathing's already up. And I'm in like good shape. Even as a retired fighter, even when I'm quote unquote out of shape for fight shape, like I can go 12 rounds and put it on you. You know what I mean? And I can go run five miles and we'll be all right. So with that being said, I say we get the charger going. Some things like we okay. do have a few podcasts that we've already done Step that are already on lifestyleoffitness.com and or just anywhere you can get your blogs. I'm also gonna take the glasses off so I can kind of check both screens and both sides. Um, and being able to just kind of dig into that, if you guys wanna see more, you can go to, again, lifestyleoffitness.com, go to our blog or check the podcast. Go to Lifestyle of Fitness, anywhere you can find a podcast, it'll pop up. But going over some things that I didn't touch on, because to recap, some of the things that we did touch on was um, 
going into nutrition options when you're traveling, driving, as well as going to the airport. Also being able to how to train and stretch and have mobility for when you are traveling. Like if you don't have equipment, like I brought my adjustable dumbbells with me. So like I have that, we have the pool, we have some great options. I brought resistance bands. We have some really cool features, especially as a coach. This is what I do for a living. I, have, I feel like that insight is really helpful, but being able to piggyback on that, let's say you even got that. When you go out to like a restaurant even, we have an entire podcast on this, but there's some important pieces of, I wanted to just highlight and remind everyone of A, the question is like, what do I do? What's the best options there? Um, and the first thing is like, A, kind of have an overall approach and a plan when it comes to your nutrition, not a diet, but an overall approach. Like, okay, for example, we go over different strategies and I don't think there's one set nutritional approach or application that's best for everyone. It's individualized. And that's something we dig into even on the website and our coaching styles of being able to properly manage that and how does it fit for your lifestyle and what you want out of vacation or that situation. So if you're on vacation, first establish, do you want to be kind of progressing with your goals while you're away, which is gonna take a different strategy and a different approach versus if you want to maybe just maintain or recover and get some downtime from it. So I'm kind of talking about the difference between when you're on vacation, some of the nutritional tips, uh -huh. especially if we're eating out to restaurants and like how it can look different for if you wanna make progress while you're on vacation versus if you just wanna maintain and relax. Cause mm -hmm. there's a different strategy, right? Like if you wanna continuously, yay P being back, oh, being productive, getting their laundry done. I see you homie. Um, <laughs> Being able to know that I think is first and foremost important going into it. Know what you want to get out of it. And secondly, being able to also now know that, know your strategy. Like, okay, I'm going to make sure that I'm going to, like one of the big strategies I always tell people is immediately take half of the food you order at a restaurant and put it in the to-go container and take it home with you. So you're not going to eat as many calories overall. And then B, and this is even before you get to the restaurant, research the restaurant ahead of time if you're oh, going to eat Mike there. Mike always does this. Right? Like look at the yeah. menu. Look at what you're going to get. <laughs> scout it out. And then be able to kind of stick to that. Now, if something there's a special and you're like, oh, that sounds really good, be open to that. But also know like I'm not going to get french fries. I'm going to opt for a side salad or I'm going to opt for like baked potato or I, whatever that can look like for you. Mm -hmm. It's going to be different to everyone. So that's like a big tip and a big trick that I would highly recommend that everyone leverages in their time to be able to best utilize that. Um, the other question I always get is like, how much should I be eating? Should I be counting calories? And I'm gonna kind of dig into that a little bit. And again, we have way more information on this on our blog we've done into other podcasts. But the big one I would say is, this is something a lot of people don't know, is like there's so much potential margins of error when it comes to counting calories, either from the regulations and how we classify them or be the devices that you're using. So even though counting calories at the end of the day, the total energy expenditure you have is going to be your baseline for being able to figure out like, all right, if I'm burning 2000 calories a day and I'm eating 2,500, you're going to gain weight no matter what. That's just what's going to happen biologically in a very basic, broad covered spectrum. Now on the flip side to that, if you obsess about counting your calories, you're not also living, in my opinion, quality life. Mm -hmm. And that's gonna be kind of detrimental to the overall kind of game plan. Unless you're, again, a fighter or you're training as a bodybuilder, you have a very specific event you have to get ready for, that's slightly different. And even that, we wanna look at the overall grand spectrum of quality of life. Mm -hmm. So being able to balance it out, I like using my hand as a portion, like measuring side. So like using a cupped hand for starchy carbs, being able to use two fistfuls for vegetables or fruit and veggies, being able to do one or two thumbs of fat, and then being able to do a palm size of protein. Now, what does all that mean? So like literally using your palm as the reference point, so thickness and diameter, 
being able to do two thumbs, like if I were to do olive oil or like nuts or seeds or anything like that, the space of my thumb would be how much it would be a serving. I usually do two of them. It looks different for men and women. Usually for women, it's gonna be almost like half to three quarters of the portion just because of the demands of energy and the muscle body composition can usually be different. And then being able to, your hands go everywhere with you. So that's a big one. And again, we have actually a, a podcast that goes into this. And on our podcast, we even have a free PDF you guys can get that reference, how to use your hand as a measuring guide, how to even set up your kitchen for success, both when you're on vacation or when you're home, as well as how to create the perfect balanced meal. That's a pretty general component, but it's really insightful to give you ideas and even going to shakes and smoothies, because that's another one I get, whether it's on vacation or when you're at home, you know, should I be having a workout shake post-workout? Should I be having a smoothie or a shake in the middle of my day to hold me over? And how does that look? So I think it's a great option, but I also think to be mindful of like, just because it's a smoothie, it can still be like super high in sugar. If you go on like a tropical smoothie, you can still have added stuff to it. So be aware and be mindful of, again, scout it out ahead of time. And if you have a coach, communicate with your coach. Like our clients know how to communicate with us when they go away. And if you don't, do your research or if you need help, like reach out to us at lifestyleoffitness.com. Find maybe go to the local gym. If you want help and it's not even within our network, reach out to me or to Ashley and we're happy to help find the right fit for you. Even if it's not going to like be business with us. I just want what's best for you guys at the end of the day. I have a question. I might have an answer. How, how do you know how many calories you're burning in a day? Ooh, that's a good question. So this is where like even transitioning, I'll actually kind of go back to the smart device of our smartwatch. And there's a bunch of different like devices you could use. Now here's the other side too, like a lot of devices and formulas are algorithm based. So they're not gonna be 100% accurate. So the key is to A, have patience and give your body time and start to observe data wise, collect data with smartwatches, collect data with your scale and getting your body composition and your weight and seeing how your body responds. Start to log your food, even if it's just taking pictures. Like you don't have to obsess and measure and count calories on like a MyFitnessPal. I even like, I just take pictures of everything at the end of the day and you can go back over the week and look at like wow that was a lot of whatever portion of food and you don't even have to whoa phone down you don't even have to count the calories like i tell my clients just take pictures of your food and send it to me or send it to the coaches so that we can get a good visual representation of what a serving looks like for you and then we can make adjustments on that and over time being patient with yourself and learning that's what sustainability is about too in my opinion is again, not only knowing how many calories your body burns, but how that impacts your body, how to make sure, like again, if you notice we're drinking fluids and hydrating constantly, that's a huge component of it. Mm -hmm. And being able to not just look at your weight, but looking at your body composition and your body fat percentage change, which is huge. But hopefully that kind of, does that answer the question? So like the question originally is, how do you know how many calories you're burning? A, yeah. you could use the treadmill or whatever device. It'll usually have a calorie recommendation mm -hmm. or suggestion, or uh, there's a lot of websites you can use to plug in. Like I did this much minutes of activity, Roughly based on my biometrics, this is how many calories I burn. I'm curious, like, if you do no workout, no activity, how many is your body burning now? Ooh, so you're talking about, and this is a term we call our basal metabolic rate, or BMR. And you could Google this, just Google BMR calculator or basal metabolic rate calculator, or go to lifeofafighter.com. We actually have this calculator on our website. Also, being able to include that into the calculations helpful but being able to also it's just one algorithm it's one formula so it's not perfect but what you're talking about is like your body burns calories just to survive every day to pump blood to breathe for your brain to be active it requires a certain amount of calories so being able to figure that out and then even when you get the number from the calculator it's not going to be perfect it's going to take okay. some time to cycle up and down what my recommendation is if you are counting calories 
playing with 200 to 250 calories at a time. So meaning if I'm eating 2000 calories, I'm gonna go up 250 calories and see how my body responds for a week. If mm -hmm. I gain weight, all right, I'll back off 250 calories and go down a bit. Or if I maintain playing with that number and seeing how your body responds, or if you're not counting calories and you're doing portions, add half of a portion to something and seeing how your body feels. And then leveraging that and just playing with different things and different components. Because one of the interesting things is when we change up the routine, not only in a routine of a nutrition, uh, a fitness application, like change up your workout, your body response, what they would see in, in studies in the National Institute of Health and PubMed and a bunch of other kind of journals is when you would change whether you ate a big meal in the morning or you big meal at night or you had small meals throughout the day or whatever you're doing, when you made a change, mm -hmm. your body actually responded to that and you would actually see a difference in your body composition in a positive way. So that's like a really cool piece as well. Cool. And I think that's pretty much it, y'all. That's all I yeah. got. Cool. Any questions, anybody? Uh -huh. I'll leave it out there for like 30 seconds. We appreciate you guys. Again, if you guys enjoyed, just to kind of bring this home, if you enjoyed this kind of dual screen component, let us know. We're going to be doing it that at least fun. once a week, right? Yeah. And then maybe we'll do for two streams a week. We'll do that. I'm going to be doing more, probably like five to 10 streams a week on my Coach Mike page, uh, on the Lifestyle of Fitness page. I might even tag in from time to time with and without Ashley and have some of my other fighters. We have a new page um life of a fighter we're going to be starting to have coaches and fighters coming on to talk about certain things ap appreciate you for kind of just chatting yeah, with us throughout with us. enjoying the journey and giving us a follow and also on ashley's i saw there was also i had another one um on mine it was n rupali appreciate the follow and checking in and just kind of checking in um with just the chatting side of it but um yeah, yeah have a great day as well and uh we're gonna go enjoy the rest of the day and some vacation i'll be back tomorrow night at eight o'clock live streaming on my account maybe i'll drop ashley's in as well yeah but sounds good yeah y'all bye guys so i just wanted to say thank you guys again for watching listening consuming that episode if you guys enjoyed it and you haven't already please like uh, please comment. If you haven't reviewed, please leave a review. If you haven't followed or subscribed, please do that as well. Again, it tremendously helps us out. And then just a quick reminder, if you guys want more resources, we have them below. We have our programs, everything from free all the way up to paid and kind of everything in between. Dial in with the customization and we have more information on different programs and resources in our newsletter. So if you haven't signed up for that, do so below. It's free. And that is it, y'all. See you on the next one.